This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. Happy birthday to you. Hey, where's mom going? She hasn't even opened her presents. Well, son, she just turned 65, which means there's new offers for her at Specsavers. What? Yep, an eye exam now costs her nothing, and she can get 30% off lens upgrades with any pair of glasses. Wow. So, can we cut the cake now? You betcha. No-cost eye exams are for eligible seniors at all participating locations with costs covered by provincial health care. Conditions apply. See specsavers.ca. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions. Because it's time to dish the dirt. On the AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. And uh, the faithful friend of Charlie, the old <laughs> philosopher here. Uh, no, wait a minute. No, no. no. I am the sous chef of the garden. That's right. Sous chef. You're the <laughs> assistant there's, gardener. There's James Patrick Dooley in there who Who's will the... Dooley uh, handle the calls. He's the under, under, under gardener. The under, under, under gardener. That's right. <laughs> yeah, he, we got to bury him. Anyway, uh... Oh, you know, my main job here is to give out the phone numbers. All righty, then yeah, you but just I do get it, your job done I there. I really do it well. Okay, here we go. In Toronto, 416-360-0740. Then anywhere else in the province, toll-free. Doesn't cost you one sou, not one penny, not a zippo. 1-866-740-4740. And our mantra right. is, of course, call early, call off, and one question per call. Uh, oh, and if you're a first-time caller, let James know when you're talking to him, because then we'll have the wind chimes for you to listen to, and maybe for the guys of Tarzan, you I don't know, we'll figure that one <laughs> that out. That was too silly last week. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the chimes are just The chimes nice. are fine, okay. Yeah. Everybody everybody will get the chimes. A good message of welcome <laughs> and yeah. wings to, you know, take off into the land of beautiful gardens. Well, there you are. Mm-hmm. Now the ever-lovely Charlie Dobbin will go forth with the... Um, Proclamation in hand. (laughs) 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 Okay, I just want to say it's another incredibly gorgeous day. Yeah, Two Saturdays in a row. I know. We have sat in here and looked at pure blue sky. Yep. Yep, it's gorgeous. And you're going to be out in the garden again today? I am. I, I am still so behind. It's frightening. <laughs> today, I'm going to plant my vegetables. All right, what is this, June 7th? Yeah, I, I, I am actually going to plant my vegetables today. Well. So for many people, this is something they did weeks ago. Um, anyway, they'll be harvesting sooner than me, I Why, think. you tardy little tart you. <laughs> no, I've been busy. Um, oh, I told you about my sore yes. throat. That kind of Holy knocked mackerel, me. Holy yeah. Yeah, I spent a day, like, Chewing on glass, it felt like. And then uh, yesterday, the entire day, my son assisted me. We worked in – we worked in um, – it's actually a retirement residence. It's a nonprofit uh, retirement residence called Answell Foundation in Thornhill. And it's kind of cool because once a year, they do kind of a garden days. It's, it's a big property with lots of gardens. So the board members who are available mm-hmm. volunteer and come and help. And then I lead the, the gang – 
And my son was there as well. It sounds dangerous. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> and we plant and we transplant and we yep. weed and we prune and we do all kinds of stuff. And yeah, it looked really good after. And, and what time did the hours. bar open? <laughs> No, darling. No. Oh, okay. No, I had to go home well, that's, and no, cook that's dinner very nice. and that's, then organize nice for this show. However, there are tons going on. So get your calendars out. Monday, this Monday, June mm. the 9th, the Agent Court Garden Club will be holding general monthly meeting 8 p.m. at the Knox United Christian Education Center, which is, of course, at 2575 Midland Avenue. Two speakers, two topics, both from the Toronto and Region Conservation Authority. So all sounds good. Then Tuesday, June 10th at 7.30 p.m., plan to attend the Scarborough Garden and Hort Society General Meeting and a free lecture on environmental gardens. Presented by James Graham, he is a truly entertaining speaker and is currently the president of the Ontario Horticultural Association. He is hilarious, and he's been gardening for a long time. He's got like an acreage in downtown Waterloo. Like, how is that no possible? Kidding. Wow! It's like, yeah, you know, he's told me about his garden, and he's told me where he's located. It's like, how did you get such a great property? He's got like a river, and he's, you oh, know, man. acres yeah. all in downtown. Lucky guy and a great gardener and a very, like I said, really entertaining speaker. So he, the guests, of, of course, everybody's welcome. Refreshments are included. 3600 Kingston Road at Markham Road. All right, Wednesday, June 11th, the Burlington Hort Society will be having a general meeting and a flower show. Meetings take place at the Burlington Senior Center, 2285 New Street at Drury Lane. The speaker is Miriam Goldberger, owner of Wildflower Farm, and she'll be presenting Taming Wildflowers and signing and selling her book. Uh, And there's a strawberry social that night. Have you ever Hmm. been to a strawberry social? Actually, no. I I never I love the name. <clears throat> you stand around eating strawberries, I think. Well, you dip well it's them. a little cake, isn't it? Cake oh, I have no idea. I've never been to one. But they're, they're, all, they're always – I love the idea of a strawberry social. Anyway, Wednesday, June 11th, 7 p.m. So again, two things on Wednesday. Uh, 7 p.m., Riverdale Hort Society is meeting at the Frankland Community Center, which is on Logan Avenue, just south of the Danforth. Barbara Twiner will be presenting the annual flower show explained. So this is where you enter – the competition, yeah, and then the speaker will explain how the points were allocated and who won and why they won. So it's a pr- it's a very educational opportunity to learn how hey, to, a lot of pressure on the judge how, how to win judges. those ribbons. Yeah. It's all about ribbons, right? And again, another strawberry social happening at the Riverdale Hort Society is on the agenda as well. Everybody is welcome. There's lots to eat and learn at this meeting. Okay. Two tours. We mentioned last weekend, remember we had Aaron uh, Jurgis oh, joined yes. us as, yeah. a, as mm-hmm. a guest. So remember, gates open, home and garden tour, all part of the Rouge Valley Health System fundraising effort. That is next Saturday, all day. And that looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. And Not only the gardens, but the, the actual homes That's uh, right. are going yeah. to be be able to be seen Thank and enjoyed. And if all. I can just mm. find, you know, you'd think I'd have myself <clears throat> organized. To <laughs> Here she's rifling through papers I mean, you can now. hear my papers. All right, for more information and to get tickets, which is what you really want, W The Bluffs Gates Open. All one word, The Bluffs Open. Oh, sorry, The Bluffs Gates Open.com. And later... In 20 minutes or so, we are going to be joined by Paul Zamet. He oh, is yeah. the Director of Horticulture for the Toronto Botanical Gardens, and he's going to tell us about the big garden tour that TBG is sponsoring next weekend as well.
Excellent. Okay. Well, we'd better uh, zip right along here because we have three callers waiting to talk to you right now. Mm -hmm. And as a matter of fact, we do have some exercises to do before First. we go, go anywhere. <laughs> uh, so little Frankie good is idea. going to do push-ups. Uh, they're seated push-ups. I'm just going to sit in the chair. Well, but I'm going to this is in preparation. Huh? Don't yeah. hit your head on the microphone. No, this <laughs> is in preparation for getting gardening. We yeah. got to loosen up, right? You don't just leap into activities. I'm so loose. I fall down in my behind right about now. All righty. All righty. Well, okay. For me, then I have to do exercises yeah, okay. to get in the garden because that's what I've got planned for the rest of the day. Now. Of course, pain-free is important. Yes. Got to, you know, keep those joints moving and limber, and that's where Sierra Sil really helps. It is somehow magically works. It's a natural mineral supplement from the Sierra Mountains, and those joints just get smooth and, and supple and, and working. And, when and they're great people it. to deal with. They're, they're based in Vancouver. That's right. So you can give them a call and ch chat them up, one eight seven seven joint 14 Check them on the web, sierrasill.ca, or pick up Sierra Sill at many of your local health food stores. S-I-E-R-R-A-S-I-L. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size, there's more going on in the garden than we do realize. And should little creatures become a big problem, well, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. The undergardener, Frank Proctor, opening the little garden gate at the back here. Ah, look who's standing in the garden. It's Inga in Scarborough. Good morning, Inga. Good morning. Morning. Uh, the question I have, good morning, uh, Charlie and Fred, it's uh, my tulips this year. They seem to be the leaves all gone, and I hardly have any tulips, just single ones here and there. What happened? Did they do something wrong? When did you plant the tulips? Last year. Oh, fresh. So they were fresh last year, last yeah, fall. I, yeah. Hmm. And some other year before. But I always had lots of tulips, and this year only... Some single ones here and there, and just the leaves are right down on the ground and no tulips. Well, yeah, most of the tulips are pretty much done now. Even the late tulips are finished blooming. And, of course, now the leaves are all turning yellow. But they, they didn't bloom at all. They, they didn't come just the leaves down and no, no tulips on the ground. And it's not a case where they had a bud and then one of those nasty little squirrels came along and bit it off, is it? No, no, they did it last year. But this year, they're all the, just the leaves are all down and no tulips out of the ground. Hmm. Just a single one here and there. Uh, okay, the one thought I have, because generally speaking, newly planted tulips should give you a very good show the first spring. So the one thought I have is perhaps did you plant them in an area that's a low spot in your garden where water tends to accumulate and it's too moist and the bulbs have suffered in too much moisture? No, no. No? I, I do rather them every day. Oh, don't do that. Don't do that. Bulbs will rot if we have too much moisture on them. Oh, so that's an important thing. Bulbs are always planted into a well-drained soil, uh, preferably in a high spot in our garden because they do not want to sit in water. Right. And, of course, generally speaking, nothing should be watered every day. Uh, so stop all that watering and let them dry down. Let those leaves turn yellow and slowly disappear. And next year... You know, cross your fingers that you know, you're going to get a proper show from them. And if they are in a really low area in your garden, you might want to consider transplanting them in the fall uh, up to a higher spot, a spot that will not be soggy. Right. Okay. Right. Thanks, Inga. Thank Good luck you, with Inga. that. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Now have a great day. 
And a great weekend. This is unusual. I don't think we've ever had this happen before. We have two callers online with exactly the same problem, mm-hmm. Erica and Monica. Let's say we get them on the air both at the same time. Can we oh do that? Oh, my gosh. Here sure. Go. Yeah, because Erica's lilac is not blooming and Monica's. Yes, and, and Monica Oakville. from Oakville has also got an issue with a lilac. lilac. Well, good morning, ladies. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> this is unusual. Yeah. We've never taken two callers at the same time. All right, Erica, you go first. Tell us yes. the story. Good morning. Good morning. I have a dwarf Charles Jolly mm-hmm. lilac. Mm-hmm. It uh, has bloomed every year except this year. It doesn't show a bud, never had a bud, mm-hmm. and it grew about eight, ten inches in in the stock so good, far good good leaves good mm-hmm. and healthy mm-hmm. but no um no bloom flowers. at all and i was wondering um if it was a terrible winter we had and if i can cut it down uh and what time do i cut it down since it didn't have a bloom okay one quick question before we go to monica what did you do any pruning on that lilac at all last year no i didn't okay but it's looking good and healthy and green now oh yeah lots of growth and it looked good last year as well green and healthy and it flowered last spring yes okay so monica now tell us your story uh, so I do have three lilac trees in the garden. Mm-hmm. Um, two of them are wonderful, lush and full. One, um, unfortunately, the leaves are all shriveled up, mm-hmm. and the blossoms came out to only like two inches, mm-hmm. and so it never flourished. So I'm wondering if there's a soil deficiency or a root problem that caused it to. It looks a dead. I'm wondering, do I yeah. cut down the branches or just remove that tree Totally, or improve the soil. Well, so two of your lilacs look fine. It's yes. just one is looking really rough and shriveled yes. and no leaves like to speak dead. of. The blooms came out, but just only very small. Mm. And now it's shriveling, um, and yes, it needs care. Okay, so this is great. I'm, I'm sure there's lots of people listening that are experiencing the same issue. Uh, okay, I think your problems are not the same. I think that, Monica, your one shriveled lilac is probably not getting enough sun. How much sun is it currently getting? Okay, you're right, probably. Okay, it's a west-facing backyard, uh-huh. and it's the west, northwest. Yeah. So it gets the morning sun, so right now it's in sun, right. but you're right, the afternoon. So it just gets a couple hours in the morning, like yeah. maybe two or three hours? Um. Well, the morning, but probably not as much as the others. Right. See, I find when lilacs fail to thrive, and you kind of alluded that that's what was going on there, shriveled flowers, shriveled leaves, unhealthy plant, it often goes back to insufficient light. Lilacs want as much, six hours plus direct sunlight is best for healthy lilacs. So if you can move that lilac, I think you'll find it'll do fine. Okay. Great. And, and your other two sound like they're fine. Yeah. Uh, so for now, you're going to trim it down, move it into a sunny location, use some transplanter fertilizer, and let it grow this summer, uh, of course, anticipating lots of blooms next spring. Thank you. All right. That's thanks. Great. Thanks, Monica. And Bye. Erica, it's interesting. So your Charles Jolly just, was it the winter? Hmm. The lilac flower buds are set in the fall. So if you didn't do any pruning last fall, then it's not like you trimmed off the buds. Right. And the buds should have set. Again, if the plant, is your lilac also getting six hours plus sunlight every day? Yes, it gets all afternoon, mm. 
the west, western exposure. Yeah, and it sounds like it's lush and healthy. Now, a, a lot of growth. You said six to eight inches of growth yes. this spring. Have you fertilized it? Just a bit of compost. Oh, okay. And is it near a lawn or is it growing out of a lawn where lawn fertilizer could have gotten no. on it? So, because I'm just uh, suspecting that a bunch of nitrogen went onto that plant to cause all that green growth, okay. which of course does not support a lot of flowering growth when we crank a lot of nitrogen onto plants. So I'm wondering if maybe it's a case of that. So you've got the compost there. That's great. Um, no more fertilizer, nothing on that plant. Um, I would trim it now if you need to shape it and okay. thin it and do any kind of cleaning up and leave it alone and anticipate again, great flowering next year. Just keep all fertilizer away from it. Except the compost. Yeah. Compost is fine. Uh, okay. So it has grown. It's the first time it has grown to that extent. Mm-hmm. Because it put all its energy into growing rather than producing the flower. Now, I know there is no buds on there, so I can't cut any off. Right. But can I trim it down quite a bit? Because this is supposed to be a dwarf, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, 8 to 10 feet tall only, Mm -hmm. uh, I think it says. You can uh, prune out up to one-third of that plant, particularly at this time of year, without causing any issues whatsoever. So, of course, with the Charles Jolly, it's a French hybrid uh, lilac. It's been grafted onto a rootstock. You are going to take the, follow the biggest, fattest, oldest stems right down to ground level, cut them off at ground level, remove the big, tall, old, thick growth, and encourage new, fresh growth from the base. That will lower the whole plant, and it will also invigorate the plant. It looks like it doesn't have that many uh, stems. It's uh, mainly from one stem. Okay. Uh, And then the branching out. All right, so same thing. So leave, of course, the one stem, but look at those branches. And look at balancing that plant out. But what you're going to... Don't give it a haircut is my my real bottom line. It's really not a good idea to haircut your lilacs. Just remove older growth. I was so disappointed. Yeah, it's a beautiful plant when it blooms. I know. I hunted it down. All right. Well, we're going to cross our fingers for you for next year. Let us know. Good luck with that, Erica. Thank you so much. And thank you for joining us. Here on the Garden Show from AM740 as we broadcast live and direct from the uh, Zoomerplex in Liberty Village. It's a beautiful, beautiful morning. Uh, we're going to be going uh, to talk to Carrie in just a couple of moments in Thornhill. But uh, we have to take a little bit of a, a break right now. And uh, we'll be back with Charlie Dobman and her answers to your questions. Or, hey, if you have some suggestions, too, we welcome those as well. Here on the Garden Show from AM740. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, phlox, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You pick the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And uh, Frank Proctor here, the sous chef of the garden, along with Charlie, saying good morning to Carrie in Thornhill. Good morning, Carrie. Hey, um, the the question I asked was going to ask was about the I have a smoke bush, but mm-hmm. the advice you gave on the lilac is pretty. There was a very tough winter, and my uh, my smoke bush has died. But I've top. noticed on the limbs, mm-hmm. there's little um, leaves coming mm-hmm. out and mm-hmm. whatever. So it's going to basically live. Yep, you're going to trim out the dead, though. Well, so, yeah, but when should I trim out the dead? Today. Today? Yep. 
<laughs> the way you say that. <laughs> okay. I like to see, okay, whatever. But um, yeah, my, no, the sooner... question was about um, that, but uh, the safflower seeds, you keep on mentioning it on the show. I've looked everywhere, um, everywhere for them. I cannot find them. Safflower seeds. You know, it's supposedly the birds like them, the squirrels, squirrels don't. Them. That's right. Now, the person who recommended that to us, I think she said she had found them at the co-op. But you know what? I'm wondering... Hmm. hmm. Um, okay, now, um, just wonder for a second, and I'll ask you another one. Uh, <laughs> we, the uh, milkweed plant, I found some plants. Now, is the root like uh, a, d- a dandelion, or is it more of a, uh, you know, a cluster? Oh, for milkweed? No, it's like a dandelion. It's a taproot. Okay, yeah. so I, I'm going to try to dig one up. Okay. And see if it will cultivate in my backyard. Okay. And the other thing is, and I anticipated people might ask about milkweed seeds. Uh, There was a very good article, several articles this week about the monarch butterflies and lack of milkweed. And how it's so important that we all cultivate milkweed, particularly all those farmers in the Midwest. And um, Wildflower Farms here in Ontario does sell milkweed seeds. So go to wildflowerfarms.com, okay. Okay. and if you want, if you were looking to grow from seed, like if it doesn't transplant well, there's a good spot for seeds. In the meantime, uh, I'm just looking up the co-op here for um, sunflower. I don't have a computer. I'm not that intelligent. Oh, you sound pretty intelligent to me. But look, leave this with me. I'm going to see what I can come up with for safflower seeds. You just keep listening. Oh, thank, okay. thank you very much, Carrie. Okay. Appreciate that. We have to scoot along, actually, because we do have a, a guest waiting online right now, and I'm asking the other callers who are, are online already just to hold on and listen to the very interesting Paul Zemet, who is with us now. Good morning, Paul. Good morning to you both. Listen to Frank. He's well, like taking over. I just, I just uh, took right over there, didn't Frank's I? Frank's like introducing <laughs> my guest. I just go on to slap you. Hi, Paul. I, I feel like <laughs> I feel like I know you, Paul. Yeah. Really, uh, and congratulations on a neat little appearance. I guess it was CFTO. Uh, the weather guy came out and had a chat with you, right? About that's, bees. That's correct. Yeah. Very interesting talk about the bees. Yeah. So Frank's now your best friend. Uh, it seems that way. <laughs> hey, you know, gardeners are all good friends, aren't they, Charlie? They are, except you should see Frank's garden. (laughs) (laughs) It's all plastic. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. (laughs) Good morning, Paul. And let's just mention that Paul Zammett is the director, the Nancy Eaton Director of Horticulture for the Toronto Botanical Gardens. Uh, Very talented, well-known horticulturalist and, uh, you know, long, long, many years like me, both retail and media and all that important stuff. You're very kind. But Paul is here to give us an update and some little backstory about what's going on next weekend as part of the Through the Garden Gate tour sponsored by the Toronto Botanical Gardens. So give us the, give us the shtick here. That's right, Charlie. It's, believe it or not, it's our actual 27th garden tour. And this year we're very excited. We're heading to Hogs Hollow, um, which is in the southeast corner, uh, kind of York Mills and Young Street area. And it's, it's a beautiful, picturesque, historical area that was settled back over 200 years ago, has a beautiful history with the uh, West Dawn River that travels through it. And on this tour, you'll be able to see 19 private gardens, some just front and only, some front and back. And what's really neat about the tour is that you get a mix of both you know, professionally designed and then plant lover paradises, I call mm-hmm, them. Mm-hmm. And so many of the gardens, Charlie, you're walking through them, and then when you get to the back, you actually get a beautiful view of the river. Because the river mm-hmm. all winds through there. And, of course, that was, um, like, that's where the Jolly Miller was when I was a 
youth, and now it's the Miller <laughs> You knew Tavern. the Jolly Miller, did yeah, you? I used yeah. to go to high school just up the hill there, and that was my lunchtime location. So, uh, But now it's the Miller Tavern. That, but it, it was all based that water and the, the mill. That's what that was all about that's originally. Right. Yes, it's exactly. beautiful and That's why it was originally settled. Mm-hmm. That's kind of all gone at this point here, but... Um, you know the, the the effect of the river is quite amazing, and and the topography in that area, it, the area is quite um, treed in, and there's beautiful re- rolling gentle hills all through that space. Very easy to get to there because uh, our headquarters is actually at York Mills Park, so you can take oh, the subway, mm-hmm. and we will have shuttle buses that will be able to take you through um, the 19 different gardens. And one of the things I love about this tour, well, okay, one of the things I hate about this tour is there's always too many gardens. Uh-huh. You can't possibly see them all. You have to go for both days. That's right, and it is an option. We do have two-day passes, and they are still available. Good. And you can pick up your passes. You can go directly to the Toronto Botanical Garden. Uh, the shop is open from 10 till 4 daily. Mm-hmm. Uh, information is online. Or you can come to the headquarters. Mm-hmm. Personally, as mm-hmm. you said, there are so many gardens. I say get your tickets in advance. Yes. Get your book. Get organized. Pick a plan and yeah. start it right at on time. Yeah. You know, it's nice if you have a little bit of extra time, you can go back to some of the gardens or visit our headquarters because we have a lot going on at headquarters. You've got some amazing food going on at headquarters. That's right. There's some delicious options. And this year, Charlie, we're actually doing something a little bit new. We're actually going to have food on the go. Yeah. We have the pickle cycle. Yeah. I was scared I was going to muck that up. <laughs> and they're actually going to be traveling uh, throughout the tour. Yeah. And everything that you buy, all the packaging is 100% compostable. Yeah, yeah. And then at the headquarters, we'll have Chocosol and Vert, uh, Vert Catering as well. Yeah, yeah so that – okay, so that, the one of the things I was going to say, so I hate the tour because there's too many gardens, but I love the tour because there are usually amazing gardens. Yes. And you have a bunch of great, like, neat things. You've got food along the way. You've got very well marked. You've got shuttle buses. You have master gardeners, Absolutely. lots of them. And that becomes really key for mm-hmm. the gardens as you're being teased with all of this different plant material mm-hmm. to identify them. Which <laughs> Japanese maple, which uh, peonies. And yeah, which clematis is that? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's, that's part of my job. We're going to do another tour again on Monday just to make sure that we've got everything finalized because it, it definitely is an interesting garden season with the late start oh, and, yeah. and, you know, flushes of heat, etc. Yeah, and, and sporadic growth. No kidding. You know, no bit kidding. Of, <laughs> a little bit of leaf here, the other side of the bush, no leaf there. And yes. all the evergreens that suffered so much this winter. Yes. So, and I, I've suffered with my smoke bush. I appreciate your <laughs> advice. And once I hang up, I'm going to cut my smoke bush. <laughs> and you, I love the smell of smoke bush. Well, I mean, it's creosote, actually. I don't know if I love it. It's got a really distinctive smell when you it start does. cutting it's, it. It's quite unique. Yes. It sure is. So it's a it's a self guided tour for to, for people to wander along. Can you give us any kind of highlights? Any what are your favorite gardens? Well, there's a number of them. One in particular. Um, it's a multi-generation garden in that the current homeowner has actually taken over the garden from their parents. And there's a lot of historical pieces in the garden. She's maintained the original garden but also expanded. There's hints of sculpture that celebrate the, the father, um, historical stone pieces, and, and hints of the children. And now they have grown, they have since grown, of what they've put in the garden, um, kind of engraved their names. So it's all of these little personal touches. And personally what I find is I always try and find the homeowner or the gardener when I visit these gardens and see the little touches that they can bring in, the little senses of whim. Uh, and the historical components. Yeah, what makes it personal. You Absolutely. Know? Yeah, yes. what did they truly bring? Yeah, what, yes. what's their special touch? 
Okay. Now, I did get a little bit of a preview uh, prior to, and I think we did we did see that garden, didn't we, on you the preview? You did. That's correct. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and there's some beautiful homes as well. And, of course, this isn't an open homes tour. It's strictly gardens. But there's a – the Hogs Hollow homes are unique. There's a – it's very exclusive sort of enclave, and every home is different. That's right. Homes with, with very unique architecture. And yeah. as much as I know you and I are both plants people, yeah. I do find myself caught up in the architecture. Like, the two of the homes are arts and crafts yeah. style. Really beautiful. And that just provides such an incredible, incredible backdrop for yeah. the garden. And the gardens are really the outdoor living spaces to these homes. Yeah. So it's not only just garden, it's not only discovering mm-hmm. an area of the city that we don't often get to go to. Uh, I know myself haven't been to the area very, very often, but also seeing the, the architecture and taking in a bit of the history of our incredible mm-hmm. city. And the style, too, because so often I end up in people's gardens and they say, you know, design me a garden. And it's like, well, let's look at your house because it's got it, to connect, right? Very, very important. <laughs> you know? And to see how people use spaces. In a, mm-hmm. in a lot of the gardens here, there's a lot of slopes, Charlie. Right. Um, so how they make use of those spaces, whether it's stairways, uh, terracing, etc. Yeah, there's swimming pools and oh, yeah, sure are. Yeah, <laughs> man, this sounds river great. views. Yeah, no, it's a really pretty area. So it's totally worth uh, participating and going. Uh, and it's, so it's both days next weekend, Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, I think is it ten to five each day? It's uh, the headquarters opens actually from ten, but yeah. the garden tour is from eleven to four. You know, Charlie, this is a very important fundraiser for us yeah. at the Toronto Botanical Garden, and um, it, it is one of the highlights of of, of our year. Yeah. And a two-day pass is only $55. That's correct. Versus a one-day pass, which is 40 So I would say get the two-day pass because that's five hours is not enough time to see 19 gardens. You need two days. And a reminder that, you know, the 40 is for members. So that is one of the members. Oh, good point benefits of, of the uh, tour is you get the pass at a reduced rate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. That's a really good point. And you can purchase online at www.torontobotanicalgarden.ca. And there's a list of um, other retailers throughout the city that are also still selling tickets. Sheridan Nurseries, Bill's Garden and Design on... It says Pope Avenue, but I imagine that means Pape Avenue. Pape, that's correct. <laughs> Plant yeah. World, of course, at 4000 Eglinton Avenue West is also selling tickets, which and is great. And I just great. dropped off more tickets to them because they needed more. Excellent. Hey, that's good news. Congratulations. Well, I hope you guys sell out the tickets, and it's a wonderful fundraiser, and I will see you next weekend. Looking forward. Thank you both for the opportunity. Uh, thanks, Thank you, Paul. Have a Thank great weekend. Take care. Bye. Damn it, Zamet's good. <laughs> <laughs> he's your new I'll best you. friend. Well, you know, he was he's such fun because he, he really gets excited about uh, gardening and everything to do. He's with, fun, with he's passionate, yep. he's knowledgeable, <clears throat> and he, he, his excitement is infectious. Exactement. Oh, there you go. So, oh, there But go. there he is, your new best friend. Do well, I feel slighted or what? <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. All, hardly at all. Now, do we have to do a little bit of exercising right now? Yes, yes I'm getting, we do. getting you and James. You have Patrick to do some Dooley. exercising. Okay, I'm going I'm to do the forward thrust with my arms here so that I don't go to the side and knock Charlie out of her chair. I, I think you should come home and help me in my garden. You oh. need some good gardening. Oh, now that, that's a good idea. I sure. think that's a really good idea. Get so it's gorgeous day. We'll go that's right. I'll share my, my wine bag and my bushel basket with you. <laughs> All right. Why are we getting in shape and why are we exercising? Because... Uh, both Frank and I take Sierracil, and that keeps our joints supple and moving and pain-free. And it allows Frank to do his kickboxing and me to do my gardening and both of us to uh, do exercises whenever we want. 
Sierra Sil is a completely natural mineral supplement from the Sierra Mountains. For more information, check out them out on the web, sierrasil.ca, or give them a call, 1-877-JOINT-14, or pick up Sierra Sil at many local health food stores. S-I-E-R-R-A-S-I-L. Don't change the radio station. Just because the weather changes, garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And the... uh sous chef of the garden. <laughs> you were saying, I, thinking, what am what, I? <laughs> exactly, I? Exactly, I got myself confused. Good thing Which, you didn't call yourself a dunderhead because we were just <laughs> using that term. <laughs> Helen in Barry, a first-time caller. Listen for the chimes here. Where? Oh, where are the chimes? No chimes. Can't find the chimes. Ding, ding, okay. ding, ding, ding. There they are. <laughs> Helen, Welcome hi. to the show. <laughs> Good morning. morning. Yeah, hi, Helen. I have a very nice snowball tree. The the blooms are beautiful, mm-hmm. but the leaves are disappeared. G- disappearing. Mm-hmm. Some creatures devouring them. But all is left is are the um, veins and the leaves. Right. So you have an insect on there. I sure have. And it's called the viburnum leaf beetle. I'm sorry, how do you spell? <coughs> Excuse me. Viburnum. V as in Victor. I. B as in Bob. U. R. N as in Norway. U-M as in mother. So viburnum, leaf beetle. Oh. And that little guy is chewing all those leaves. So if you go out there right now, the thing to do is to see if you can see any evidence of the insect. It might be gone by now because if the leaves are gone, the insect moves on. I haven't seen any. They sure they're small, they're black. They're about an eighth of an inch long. They're shiny black and they chew from underneath. So what I would do is if you have any leaf material left, go out, take a look. If if nothing else, get a hard, like crank your hose up and put a real hard spray of water on this plant to try and blow the insects off. The other thing, of course, would be to use something like Bug Be Gone, sprayed very thoroughly wherever there are the, in, the insects are located to annihilate them. This insect... Like what happens is that now the tree, assuming it's healthy, will grow more leaves. But growing two sets of leaves takes a lot of energy. Now the plant will grow two sets of leaves as long as it has enough energy to do so. So it can be um, debilitating over the years if this keeps happening every spring that the plant loses its leaves and has to grow a second set and eventually the plant will die. So that's why it's really important. Um, First sign of this insect that you get your spray out and the first sign would have been probably about 10 days ago or so, maybe two weeks ago that they started uh, chewing. Hmm. And they chew pretty, they're, they're pretty fast. Once but, they start, they, they, it's kind of an overnight thing. They, they I turn know. It, I, I, lacy and then it's gone. Leaves are gone. Oh. So, it's, yeah. It's a plant my husband rescued from yeah. his place of employment many years ago, and I hate to see it go. Oh, they're lovely plants. They're commonly referred to as a um, high bush cranberry uh, or a snowball tree, lovely white blossoms, a lovely fall color on the le- you know, red fall color for the leaves. So, yeah, great shrub, um, native shrub, but does need to be protected from this insect. So, it's one of those things that next year you'll be on top of it um, three weeks ago. So, mid May, you'll start checking every day for that insect and as soon as you see any evidence of it you'll start spraying oh okay. well thank you so much I'm... yeah good luck with that helen thank you all right thanks for your call take care of every, everybody in yeah. berry force there <clears throat> okay <Yeah. clears throat> pardon me 
Uh, hey, no, little, I had a little something that caught my throat there. <clears throat> and I was just getting set to sing, too. <laughs> it was a son of a gun of a moment to happen because I, I was going to pretend I was Trini Lopez. <laughs> lemon tree, oh, so pretty. And the lemon flower is... <laughs> Mary in Oakville. Oh, you managed uh, to fit it all in. I did. Don't you, I did. Yes, yes, I just you you squeezed are, it all. Squeezed that lemon. Such a card. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> Cad. I'm not sure which. Cad. Uh, Mary. Good morning, Mary. Good morning to you both. Um, I have problem lemon tree. I hope the song maybe improved it. <laughs> <laughs> I can um, only it's hope. In its, it's in its third year. Mm-hmm. The first year it did very well and uh, bloomed and uh, had nine lemons mm-hmm. on it, full size. Mm-hmm. And the second year it didn't do so well, but I think it was my fault because I put it out on the balcony and we had a terrific windstorm and it blew all the blossoms off. Uh, yeah, um, it grew and it had leaves and I had three lemons. Mm. This year is altogether different. I've got no new leaves. I've still got some leaves on it from last year. Mm. I have no flowers, but instead of flowers, I have um, spikes. That's the only way I can describe it. Like thorns, they're about half an inch long and quite sturdy, very solid. They don't bend or break easily. And no flowers at all, but these spikes have come on all the branches. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, so let's let's look at the best cultural techniques to have a healthy lemon tree. <clears throat> so when it was inside all winter, was it in a super sunny window? Yes. Good. And is it currently in the same pot that it was in three years ago? Yes. Okay, so I would say it's time to repot that plant. It may not need a larger pot, but it definitely needs fresh soil. Uh-huh. And so you will know, um, how, how big do you think the pot is now that it's in? Um, oh, about nine inches. Okay. So if you tipped it on its side, of course, there's little drainage holes in the bottom of the pot. You could see if there's little roots growing out the bottom, or you can see roots at, the, at those drainage holes. That would be an indication to go up to a 12-inch pot, and or even I, a 10-inch. I can't see any roots from the bottom at the moment. Okay. So, but like, you'd have to tip it over to see that, just because you want to see right underneath. Going to a, yeah, 10 or even a 12-inch pot, fresh potting soil, good idea. Fertilizer, of course, now all our plants should be fertilized in the spring. If you're repotting, you don't fertilize right away. You would wait a couple of weeks and then an all-purpose flowering fertilizer. Uh, lots of sun, um, and yeah, just the, the, the things to encourage new growth and you would hope that you would get some flowers. Um, typically we will get flowers indoors if we have the right conditions to get that happening back in sort of March and April. Uh, but it could still happen now. You know, the plant could have just been sort of set back a bit. It was a very gray, cold winter and a lot of plants really responded to that. Um, what about putting it out on the balcony? I usually uh, have it indoors in the winter, but put it out on the balcony in the summer. I live in a condominium. Yeah, great idea. But uh, it's very windy, and yeah. I think that's what happened to it in its second year. It blew yeah. the blossoms off. Okay, so what I would do, I mean, uh, what, what floor are you on? Six. Okay, and what direction do you face? South. Okay, so that's not bad. You've got lots of sun, sixth floor. I mean, you could tie the pot down, tie it to the railing. Just uh, do whatever you can to to stabilize the plant so it will not blow over. And, of course, putting it in a bigger pot will also make it heavier. Mm -hmm. And then that plastic pot could sit inside a ceramic, you know, a beautiful cash pot or an overpot. Yeah, and again, that helps make it bottom-heavy and stabilizes it. And these spikes? 
what are they? That's that's just happened with age. That's a maturity. That's a very normal, natural oh. thing to happen as the plant gets older. So oh. I mean, it's it's doing fine. The main thing is to um, encourage it to produce some pl- some flowers. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I will do that. Thank, Thank you, you Mary. Much. Thanks okay. for your call. And I'm glad that I helped out the little tree there by singing that song. <clears throat> oh, do you know? Uh, um. Yeah. Look. Something has shown up here on our monitor. Uh, Typed in there by uh, James Patrick Doolin. Well, it was Carrie who called. Yes. Remember, Carrie yeah. from Thornhill, who said he doesn't have a computer, uh, was wondering about safflower seed. Right. Okay, so he's in Thornhill. Well, uh, we did get a call from a wonderful caller who did not want to go on air, but did provide the information that safflower seeds are available at the Bird Store on Dundas Street in Etobicoke, which um, at Shaver at Shaver. So Dundas at Shaver. Uh, the name of the store is Wild Birds Unlimited, and there is a Wild Birds Unlimited on Young Street in Thornhill. Okay. So Carrie, who lives in Thornhill, might want to check out that Wild Birds Unlimited right. close to home. He may be able to get safflower seeds there. And the cost is sixteen ninety nine for a six or seven pound bag. Yeah. Thank uh, you. Very good. Thank you for the Thank you. caller who provided that because we haven't had a chance to look that up. We've been so busy. Exactly. Doing all our exercises well, and Lord knows they get yeah, me doing singing. Everything. You know. Well, we have to take a little break. And Speaking take breaks. Got to take a break. I'm, I'm, I'm pooped right out here. Uh, we'll be back to uh, talk to Margaret and to Anne uh, calling in on The Garden Show from AM 740. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than we do realize. And should little creatures become a big problem? Well, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And I have the good fortune, uh, me uh, being Frank Proctor, to sit beside uh, Charlie Dobbin every Saturday morning, same time, same station, and welcome people like Margaret to the line from Cambridge. Hey, good morning, Margaret. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, how are you? Great. So what's so good. going on? Um, I'm uh, calling regarding trimming evergreen, mm-hmm. and I'd like to know if this is the time to do it. Which and generally how yes. Much to cut off. Well, what kind of evergreens are we talking about? Okay, I've got an Alberta spruce, mm-hmm. cedars, mm-hmm. and it, it's a spruce, but it's the one like it's about the trunk. It, it's those rounded ones, you know, those decorative ones. Oh, a nest spruce, mm-hmm. little low growing in the shape of a nest. Yeah. Okay, so a nest spruce and cedars. All right, so, uh, okay, the nest spruce, you would want to prune it because it's getting too wide? It's, it, it, yes, it's getting too big, and there's so much growth, new growth this year. That's great. And the Alberta spruce, is you want to prune it just because it's also getting too big? It's getting too big. Okay, because both of those are examples of dwarf spruces. So, yeah, they grow very, very slowly, but 20, 30 years later, they do get big. You know, sometimes they outgrow their spaces. And cedars, we always have to stay on top of those because we want to keep them in the right shape, the right form to uh, complement our house. If we leave mm-hmm. them, they can get too big and uh, real gangly and, and a mess. This is exactly the perfect time to be trimming any of your evergreens. And the reason you know that is because when the evergreens are putting out new growth – as they are now, mm-hmm. this is when we do our pruning. So with spruces, uh, well, with a nest spruce, um, you can trim off any of the new growth. So with your shears, 
you can give a shearing to the plant all the way around and bring it in that inch or so. You cannot do anything radical and go in the way with our deciduous plants. We can take up to a third of the plant away. You wouldn't do that with a spruce. It's, okay. it's all very light shearing, and all we really do is remove new growth. And so we all leave. of the new growth? You can if you want to, or you might say, well, I want the plant to be completely balanced, and it's a little wider on one side, so I'll only trim the wide side so that it's now perfectly back to the right shape. All right. Plants rarely grow all sides evenly, so it's nice mm-hmm. to, to keep them as even as we can. With the Alberta spruce, same thing. With your long-handled shears, we're talking like the Edward Scissorhand kind of pruners. Yeah. Again, we shear that new outer um, growth, which is about a half an inch. You're I'll not going to do anything too happening. dramatic because if you go in too far on that spruce, you're going to just get to a bunch of dead wood. There'll be yeah. nothing there. And you won't get a lot of green until next year. So this year, it's just about removing the new growth so you've got the same size plants as you did last year. Okay. Now, the cedars, you can be a little harder on. You can go a little further in. You can take off, you know, again, as much, depending on the age of the cedars, uh, you know, a couple inches. But, um, yeah, you don't take off typically a couple of feet. They rarely survive that. But, um, yeah, you can certainly shape them. And, and we do that for them to be more dense, more compact. They look better. Yeah. So the cedars, again, it's the new growth that you, uh, I'll try to get off? That's right, but you can also go further than the new growth on the cedars, particularly now because you're still getting some new growth on the cedars. They are still growing right now. They're still mm-hmm. just popping out the growth. So there's opportunity to trim your cedars, and then the new growth will come in and cover where you've cut. Oh. Right, whereas the spruces have pretty much already done their, their new growth spurt. Yeah. Yeah, and there's so much of it on it this year, like it did really well. Yeah, I think, I mean, that was one of the good things about all that moisture. You know, we had Mm -hmm. a wet fall, lots of snow, you know, moist spring, and we did see some great new growth to cover all the the damage that happened in the winter to a lot of the evergreen. So that's a Mm -hmm. good thing. Okay, well, that's a great help. Thank you very much. Thanks, Thanks, Thank you, Margaret. Welcome anytime. Visit us. We're always here on Saturday mornings, nine o'clock. <laughs> we are. Doors open. Come on in. Sit down. Uh, <laughs> and, Frank's making coffee. Yes, I am. Hey, that would be a good idea, actually. Yeah. Uh, Anne in Toronto. Good morning, and welcome to the show. Oh, good morning, Frank. Good morning, Charlie. Good morning, Anne. Good morning. Um, I was given an orchid about a month ago, very beautiful, but I don't know how to take care of it. Mm-hmm. I know that um, the roots have to be on the outside of the pot. They when I got the plant, the roots were very firm and um, full, uh-huh. but now the roots are shriveled up. Okay, so it's, you're not watering it enough. You know, remember the best way to water an orchid mm-hmm. is uh, a basin or a pail full of water uh-huh. where you let it go to room temperature so you let a pail of water sit overnight okay. and then you take your orchid plant and you immerse the entire plant into that pail of water you don't want to put the flowers underwater but you want the leaves to go underwater and you want mm-hmm. the entire pot to go underwater oh and the all leaves are very um, the leaves are very plump still. They're firm and plump, but it's just a, the roots are shriveled. Does well, that mean it's going to die? Not necessarily, but it does mean that there's insufficient moisture uh, going on on a consistent basis. Okay. So that's where that immersion comes in because by immersing – remember, orchids don't grow in soil. They grow in chips of wood. So oh. there's some very large spaces between those the wood. Right. So when you immerse the plant like that, all the air bubbles come out, and you have filled all those spaces with water. Oh. And you let the 
the water drain and you put the plant back in that northern or eastern location where it's bright but not too hot, not too sunny, but nice and bright. Mm-hmm. And you let it sit until all that water has either been absorbed by the plant or evaporated. It can take a week. It can take 10 days before oh, really? it feels quite light again. And then you immerse again. So it's all about water and gas exchange between those those particles in the, the mix. And you'll see that the roots will plump right up and uh-huh. you'll start getting a lot of new growth on your roots and the plant will be super happy. So I leave it in the pail of water for how long? Just long enough until all the air bubbles have finished rising. So it might be five minutes. Oh, okay. Okay. And do I need to fertilize at all? Uh, you can. About um, every two weeks or even every month, you can use an orchid fertilizer okay. in that same water that you're immersing into. Oh, all right. Then that's fine. All right. Thank you very much, Charlie. Thanks, Anne. Thank you. Have a good day. And you too. Bye-bye. Very nice to have you join the show. Thank you very much. Um, I remember last week uh, I said that... Uh, Di wants to get me another flower, and I showed you a picture of her. I described yeah, it, and you looked it up. Yeah. I forgot to write down the name of the darn thing. That was that. It's called Acmea, A-E-C-H-M-E-A. It's a bromeliad. Acmea. Acmea, A-E-C-H-M-E-A. E-A. Okay. Silver vase plant or some such thing. Okay. Beautiful pink flower, yeah, yeah. silver and green leaves. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get one anyway and uh, yeah, try to nurse it along. Yeah, you love that. <laughs> well, it's not very hard to take care of it. No, you just pour water in the top. Yeah, there just you are. Just keep uh, room temperature water, yeah. pour it into the top. All the, they are similar to orchids. They live in the trees. So they get their water not through the roots but through the rainfall and the moisture and the drips and the you know rainforest yeah, yeah. humidity. Well, that's so, good. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Look I at love the time. it when you get gardening. That's well, perfect. Well, I'm, I'm going to give it a shot here. All right. Then I won't get so mad that you're, you know, totally in love with Paul Zammett if you're going <laughs> to. That's He's probably your inspiration, really. <laughs> oh, I hope he isn't listening. She was. <laughs> he'll get the wrong idea entirely. No, he won't. <clears throat> so what, what do you got up uh, for the rest of the day? Are well, there... actually, I'm, I'm going to go home and have a little Becky's and uh-huh. uh, then come back uh, at 2.30 uh-huh. for... Um, uh, you have a show. Grants International. I there can't you think go. of the name. <laughs> yeah. Grants International. Yeah. And then music And after then that. music from 3.30 to 5. Yeah. All right. And yeah. if you find a spare minute in there, you want to come and help me plant some vegetables, oh, you goody. are welcome. Num-dums. Okay. All Sounds right. like fun. Brussels sprouts with your name on them. <laughs> oh, God. No, thank come you. Come on. It's going to be fun. <clears throat> hate Brussels sprouts. How can you hate Brussels sprouts? Oh, dear. Oh, yes. Well, indeed. So that's where I'm going. Off to the garden to get some stuff in the ground. And thank you, Frank, for all your thank you, wonderful help and you know, camaraderie. Thank you, James Patrick Dooley. And thanks to all our great callers. We'll see you again next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Happy birthday to you. Hey, where's mom going? She hasn't even opened her presents. Well, son, she just turned 65, which means... There's new offers for her at Specsavers. What? Yep, an eye exam now costs her nothing. And she can get 30% off lens upgrades with any pair of glasses. Wow. So, can we cut the cake now? You betcha. No-cost eye exams are for eligible seniors at all participating locations with costs covered by provincial health care. Conditions apply. See specsavers.ca. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio. The new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.